Welcome to the Success IQ Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 118. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you're having an amazing week. So this week we are, or I am, should I say, answering a question from a listener. And it's a really good question. It's quite poignant. It, it has been um, the um, mental health week in the UK. It's not, this isn't airing during that week, but, um, you know, it's something. And one of the things that I would say is, is I don't think mental health's talked about enough. I think they're, they're making good headway. Um, and they're trying to make it uh, a more something to be more aware of and not to be have this stigma attached to it. There was a, a great interview which we'll put on the show links about um, from the um, some footballers and and um, Prince William about mental health and what was going on and and it was a really really interesting thing to listen about how the sporting uh, profession professionals took um about mental health and how they suffered from it and the thought of stigmas attached to it so it's it was quite an interesting thing and also I've gone through um my own journey of mental health and as if I'm honest probably most of us have gone through something of some sort and we all have mental health we need to take a very good look at what our mental health is and manage it more effectively in order for us to uh, increase our happiness, increase our fulfillment, and certainly from the performance and mindset side and, and manage that and make sure that that is maintained to its optimal level as well. So let's answer the question. So the question is from Scott from Edinburgh. Um now, I, have, I had the great pleasure of meeting Scott at the uh, Scottish Expo a couple of weeks ago. Um, but his email was, Jeff, it was lovely meeting you last week and thank you for sharing your story. The lessons you have learned had a huge effect on me. I'm suffering from anxiety and need some help, but I'm afraid what people may say and I'm worried about taking medication. I own my own business, which has a team, and of course I'm really worried what they may think if they know I'm suffering from anxiety. Um, any suggestions are greatly appreciated. So first of all, um, Scott, you don't really go into a huge level of detail about what it is. Um, but first of all, just let me say a huge um, thank you for having the courage even to write this email and, and talk about it. The So if we look at it from that point of view, the fact that I, I'm not quite sure what it is that you're doing, you're talking about um, that you're suffering from it, let's give you some general help with that so there's two there's two options um the first option is probably the best option for initially is go to your gp um your doctor and go and speak to them and talk about the issue that you have i know you don't necessarily like medication and i'm a you know i'm a i'm probably on the same boat as you i don't really like taking medication unless it, it's essential um but there is an importance about being able to manage what is going on so you can still main, maintain that effectiveness that you need to as a business owner and as a you know maybe a family man and everything else. So I think there's an important element of you know making sure that you get that support as quick as possible. Now when you go to when you take a look at this, what you've got to think about is it's about steps. 
So you go to the doctors, you'll speak to them, they will may give you some medication, but also what they'll probably and hopefully advise you to do is go and speak to some sort of talking therapy or something like that. Generally, NHS is CBT. Um, I'm not honestly quite sure how they would treat it over in the States or other parts of the world, um, but they would go down that. Now, unfortunately, the reality of it is um, that you may not get seen for a while for CBT. It very much probably depends on whereabouts you are in the country and what the waiting list is. So what I would also suggest is, is you just doing some research and finding out what counsellors are around um, get some feet, get, you know, have a look on LinkedIn, see what they're doing, see what their testimonials are like, do some research about them before you go and see them. Um, and then when you see them, make sure that when you're sitting down and you're talking to them, you feel comfortable, you feel that you're getting listened to, and you feel that you can open up. It may take a couple of sessions for you to find that information out. But my personal thing would be if you're not feeling that by the second session, um, have a look at finding someone else because you just need to be able to relax when you're having um, conversations with these people. The good ones have a um, the good ones have a, a great uh, you know way about them that they can make you feel at ease very very quickly. Um, and like every industry, there's some great ones and there's not so great ones. So you've just got to manage that more effectively. So that would be one of the ways to do that. In fact, that would be the first way that I do that. And then the other one is, because I'm not 100% sure exactly what is um, what your challenges are, let's have a look at a couple of other strategies to be able to help you. And we'll go through quite a few and we'll break it down and just sort of allow you to see which ones suit you best and other people listening to this. Um, if you're going through, or if you run that pattern of anxiety, then, you know, um, you can utilize these as well. The other thing to understand is, is anxiety is um, is fear. So in, in, in some cases, fear is a perfectly natural process. The problem is, is when our anxiety kicks in. So let's say, for example, you're doing something and it's different. You will feel anxious about it. That's perfectly normal because it's something you don't know. Um, you're probably stressing out about it. Your body goes into flight and f fight or flight mode, and the, all of the systems will kick in regarding that. The question is, is when you start getting fearful over things that you maybe feel that you shouldn't have, um, or the things that seem to be taking over over unnecessary things, then obviously that's a time when you need to go and speak to a GP. Um, and just take that moment out and, and you know give yourself a break because you're only human. Um, and truthfully, the sooner we get away from this being wrapped around what other people think about that, what you've also got to understand, whether it's Scott or whether it's anybody else, um, you've also got to understand that no one's going to know. You know, when you go when you go to your doctor's appointment, you don't have to tell anyone why you're going there. You don't have to make a song and dance of it. You don't have to do anything of the sort. All you need to do is um, you just need to make sure that you're, you're going and you're getting seen to and, and you're trying to solve your problem because that's the thing that's the really key thing. It's not about worrying about, well, what is someone going to say or, you know, 
for some reason, and I used to be the same as is when you're going to see a counselor or you're going to see a, a therapist of some sort, um, you know, all of a sudden is, is when you're going there, you, you practically want to wear that spy mac and worry that all of a sudden you think MI5 or MI6 or CIA are watching you and it becomes like a some sort of spy novel to get into the door without people seeing you. Just go in, relax. These people are professionals. They're going to help you out. They're going to put you to your ease and they give you, they're probably going to give you some really good strategies to start managing what is going on with you. Um, and then once you have that under control and you understand the things, you can come off the medication um, as lo- you know, under the advice of your GP. And you know you can explain that you're feeling better and everything else and that you have things under control. You come off your medication and then you jump back on and you, you, know, you keep on going to see the counselor to make sure everything's maintained. But let's give you some other strategies to look at as well. The first one is, is I think part of it is, is anxiety is this, um, in some cases, this comp- unnatural response to a certain situation. Um, mine was just literally walking outside. As soon as I saw people, I immediately thought that they were laughing at me. They were, um, they were taking the mick and, and everything was about me. Um, the reality is they couldn't probably give a damn about me. Um, although my um, one-inch shuffle walk was probably entertaining for them. So, we, so many people do this, whether it's generalized anxiety disorder, that's, you know, as it says, it's, you get anxious about a lot of things. Um, my wife has suffered from anxiety. Um, and again, it was really hard. And one of the lessons I learned is, is that if no matter what skills you have, when your partner has that, um, that she's suffering from, or he's suffering from, um, you don't know enough. It doesn't matter how skillful you are. Um, everything you are saying is rubbish. And they should go and see someone else. Um, they may find like my wife found out um, fist pump in the air, that what I was talking about I was right, um, and we agreed on the same strategies as the counsellor, but that's by the by. Okay, so let's give you a, a look at some things. So the first one is really, really simple. Make sure you're getting a good enough sleep. Sleep is a, so important not in our own well-being generally. And what you may find is, is that because you are running anxiety over certain things, it may have a, an effect on how you sleep. Generally, what you find is, is the more stressed people get, the more frustrated they get, the harder, the, quali- the harder it is for them to have a good quality sleep. So what they just need to, you need to make sure is that you're um, getting a good enough sleep. So make sure, I often teach, and I talked about Scott in the talk, um, about bookending your days. It's about making sure that you're preparing yourself for a good night's sleep. Whether that's, um, which is another tip, go and do some exercise, um, you know, get yourself moving, get some endorphins, get yourself nice and relaxed um, and help yourself really get to sleep. It might be that you switch off the TV and stop all of the um, smartphone notifications and everything a couple of hours before you go to bed. That will help you get into a mindset as well. And then there's other things like aromatherapy, white noise, all of those sort of things just to help you get your sleep. Like I say, I'm going to give you generalized ones, Scott, because I don't quite know what's going on. Um, And also, just for the rest of the listeners as well, this might be really useful for you as well. Eating a well-balanced meal, avoiding alcohol and caffeine, those types of things. Um, There's a possibility that alcohol, or limiting, should we say, a certain amount of alcohol and a certain amount of caffeine can actually aggravate anxiety, can um, cause more of a problem. 
you don't particularly want to um, go down that route. So you get enough sleep, you eat well, and you um, you avoid the sort of the, the caffeine and the alcohol, limit that down. Or if it's causing you a lot of problems, the anxiety, I would cut it out altogether. Um, that just it's just better doing that and and getting it into check before. Um, the next thing is is if we if we look at the stuff, so we've got exercise, we've got a balanced meal, we've got getting a good night's sleep. They're really easy to do. We all can do that. You know, this is the one of the um, great things about many of our symptoms is is the strategies don't have to be difficult. You know, they're quite simple. The challenge is, is implementation. The challenge is, is doing something ongoing day in, day out in order to get whatever is going on with us, whether it's anxiety or something else, just to manage it more effectively. So they, they are re- a really important one. The other thing is, is what we, with anxiety, what we've really got to do is we've got to get you relaxed as quick as possible. We really need to start relaxing you down so your anxiety isn't going into crazy mode. Um, and if you're running a business and you're and you're going through that anxiety mode, you're not. You might not be communicating properly. You're probably not processing information because um, your cognitive ability is probably reduced. Um, if you're not sleeping because of it that's going to have an effect on your energy and everything else. So there's two things. It's affecting how you produce work and how your performance is and what you're, what's going on at work. It may affect, in fact, it may affect your leadership communication and how you are dealing with your uh, staff if you have any as well. So what you need to make sure is, is that you, you really are managing yourself as best as, best as possible. But the, one of the other things really to help you calm down is breathing. Breathing is, you know, we do it every day, strangely enough. Um, and what you'll know is the more anxious you get, the faster your respiratory rate will get because your body's going into, you know, it's fight or flight mode. It's going into a stress response mode. So one of the ways that you can do that is help control your breathing. Um, best best thing, there's a couple of great apps. Um, there, there's one called Breath. Um, now, I know there's one on, um, as I look, there's one on the iPhone as well. Um, and it's simply just helping you time your breath, slowing your breathing down. Um, the also is is the great app. It's mentioned loads of times on the podcast. Is Headspace and Calm. They have got some amazing platforms and amazing. Um, uh, how would you do? Amazing apps or amazing uh, courses or whatever whatever it is that they do. Um, they have some amazing ones specifically for anxiety. It just depends whether you can get used to it. Um, self-hypnosis tapes. Um, they're, they're, people have a love-hate with them. Some people like them. Some people don't. Um, my wife really struggled with them, um, so we had to get rid of them very quickly because it um, it just didn't do her. It didn't fit her and how she was doing it. The other app is Calm. That's another good one. Take control as best you can. But breathing is really important. So there's different ones. So to me personally, if you either use your apps that you've got on your phone, like the Breathe Pacer, or you've got the what you can get the one on the Apple Watch, and you can get Headspace and you can get Calm, they're going to be able to teach you how to relax and get into the state. Very simple. You know, take yourself for a walk during lunch and just listen to the track. Um, sit in the car and just go through the track if you don't want anyone to do it. 
um, to see you or think of anything or anything else. It just looks like you're having a kip in the car, or it just looks like you you know you're doing you're doing something um, that um, is nothing to do with work. So again, it keeps it private. You just have to put your headphones in and just do it. Go for a walk at lunch if you can. We're we're in the summer now, so um, you know, well, almost the summer. We, although you wouldn't have thought it with the weather we're suffering from, um, but it just allows you to get out there and go for a walk and 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 listen to it while you're walking to help you relax. So those sort of things are are, are really simple to implement. Um, and I much prefer to give you the simple things because everyone can do that. Um, then possibly more the the sort of the the challenging things. The other thing is is one of the techniques that I I learned and um, wasn't very good at at first, but I eventually got um, I'm eventually got very very competent with it. Is um, specific visualization techniques where I'm I'm visualizing great memories that I've had that have made me feel good. So by doing that, what I'm doing is, is I'm control. I'm 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 taking the control of the situation. I'm I'm controlling the thoughts that are going in my head, the words that I'm thinking, and I'm bringing myself back down. Dead easy. Look at photographs. Speak to your partner or your kids or stuff where of great things that they've done, and just sit down on the settee or lie in bed, close your eyes, and just remember that memory. And what those memories will do is they'll also string a load of great emotions to you. What I always say is, is when people are doing visualization, make sure the visualization is clean. That doesn't mean dirty. That means clean. And what I mean by that is I mean by make sure that when you're choosing a memory, it doesn't have a negative memory attached to it. So an example was I had a lady once we were working with and um, she needed to reduce her anxiety um, to in order to help her. Ultimately, she was, she was the um, CEO of a company and she needed to manage stuff more effectively. And one of the things we were doing is, is we were teaching her to take control by using a visualization technique. And when, we, when I was going through that, we, she came up with a memory. She, she did the exercise and then burst into tears. And it was simply because the dog that she was walking in that memory had died about three months ago, and it was still quite painful for her. She'd had it for for, for since it was a puppy. So you don't want to pick memories like that because they're not useful. Um, they're useful once that grief has passed, but they're not useful in the situation that um, we required them at that moment in time. So make sure you do um, you look at that as well. I think another thing is you've got to remember anxiety is in a, sometimes an irrational thought. So part of that is also to challenge what the thought is. So if it's you're really scared of making the call, you make the call. You challenge it because generally what happens is it's the buildup that's worse than actually doing the thing. Um, you know, whether it's uh, public speaking is one of those things. You know, it's the buildup, it's the buildup, it's the buildup. And then once you get doing it, as long as you've practiced and everything else, it's brilliant once you've done it. But there's always that nervous, anxious feeling beforehand. Um and, you know, and that's part of the process. So a lot of it is, is do the things and challenge the things to check what is going on. I think that's, um, that was certainly a big lesson for me. Um, but again, it very much depends on the type of anxiety you're running. And you, what you've got to also make sure is you've got a good support structure. You've got to make sure that you, you know, 
when you're going through the challenges, let's say you're going through some area of uh, some zone of mental health, whether it's mild or severe, is you've got to be careful of the people you're talking to. The reason being is, is our family and our friends aren't necessarily always the best choice. Um, friends can take the mick um, and not really understand. Um, family can just think, oh, well, you've always been like that and not been the most supportive. Sometimes they just blatantly don't understand what it is. Um, and that causes more pressure because you seem to constantly try to explain what the, what's going on. Um, so you've got to make sure you've got a, got a great support structure. Now, that might be, um, you know, uh, oh, for me, it's, my, you know, I've got my mastermind group, I've got my coach, I've got a great group of understanding friends. Um, luckily, my wife does understand it because she's been through it with me and she's she's always monitoring me and watching me and checking. Um, and even my kids, you know, sitting down, just sitting down and talking to my kids, that I'm able to manage an awful lot of things simply because of um, the relationship I've got with my kids. So having, and, and obviously I've got um, a, a huge amount of people who I know who are in the in, this type of industry who I'm able to reach out to and speak to about and stuff. And of course there's there's books and there's online courses and there's all sorts of stuff to help you manage your anxiety more effectively. Um, so I'm hoping, Scott, that, that oh uh, yeah and while I um while I forget Scott there was something that um I'm, I've just remembered that I'm doing I'm, and I've just ordered it in order to have a look and give it a review, um which will uh, be shortly um it's called the Mind Journal, um and it's specifically aimed for men, um around mental health to my knowledge, um but it's called the Mind Journal I'll put a link on the um show notes as well. But that could be a really useful thing for you to do as well. It's a journaling is is a great process. It's a great thing to help you. You just got to find the right journal to help you. If you've never journaled before, as usual, I always recommend the five minute journal. Um, but this mind journal might be something that might be able to help you as well. It it looks really good, and the guy who um, created it went through some mental um, illness challenges as well. So hopefully that is everything that. Um, that will give you some ideas of what you can do and anyone else who is suffering from any different sort of anxiety or um, just would like to know some strategies to help them improve their resilience. Um, those sort of strategies are, are, are really, really useful. So, um, yeah, we have come to the end of this show. I hope you found it useful. I hope you um, are going to be able to, to challenge that and do those things. And don't forget, if any of you are interested in joining my... Um, community my closed group then all you need to do is jump on facebook and search for success iq alliance um what we're doing now is we're doing all of the trainings and webinars on there um in order to you know help the the people who want to and who are interested in the stuff that i do um so all you need to do is jump over to facebook and and you know apply and we'll we'll get you in it's a closed group so we're not going to get any spammers or anything like that. And the other thing is please keep sending your questions. Anything that you want to ask me about resilience, um, mindset, performance, productivity, all of those cool things, um, I would love to be able to um, answer those questions um, live on the show. Um, well, not live on the show, pre-recorded on the show, shall I say. Um, all you need to do is email me 
at podcast at jeffnicholson.co.uk um, which the email will be on the uh, notes as well on the thing. So wishing you a truly amazing day, um, wishing you the greatest success and I'll catch you next week. Take care.